All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, Phil, world's greatest co-host and also one heck of a drummer and also a pretty good singer. Phil Collins is with me. Can you say hello to the folks at Holmesville? I don't like you people. I'm tired of talking to you. Well, I think they might say the feeling is mutual, but I hope not. It probably is. It should be. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, howdy, the folks at home. Uh, so grateful for all of our listeners. You guys are awesome. And uh, thanks for tuning in. There we go. And you know what this is. This is a special bonus episode, Phil. And this is the end of quarter two. We're halfway through 2021. Can you believe it? Actually, I really can't. I didn't even realize that or process that or think about that until you just said it. Pretty fucking bizarre. It's going to be Christmas in no time. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm basically 50 years old. You know, I mean, let's just cut right to the chase. The clock I just mean, keeps ticking, brother. Father Time always yeah. wins, except for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is like 1-0 and o against Father Time. He's doing about as well as you can against him. Hero. Tell you that. Well, He's hey. Goddamn hero. You know, usually we do our That's So Metal segment where we talk about something that's insanely incredible and ballsy and badass, and that's why we call it That's So Metal. And then we usually do Rock, Paper, Scissors, Shoot. But you want to throw all that shit out the window and just get right down to business because it's the... Q2 best albums that we've heard. And you know what? I'm not even going to rock, paper, scissors. I'm just going to defer to you. I'm going to let your big, beautiful, bald-headed self tell the listeners, what are your top five and some honorable mentions you got? Because I'm, I'm dying to hear. All right, good. Because I'm definitely excited to tell you for the first time, definitely the first time, um, my top five albums of the quarter two. I uh, am literally <laughs> on the edge of my seat waiting to hear for the first time what your yes. second quarter top five are so please i can I, see your boner poking through the top of your elastic band yeah on your waist that's a tuck in uh, tuck in okay so all right number five i have a band that i've had a boner for for a long time wasn't put out anything in a long time called liquid tension experiment and their album is called liquid tension experiment three and uh it's all instrumental it's the guy from dream theater except I think the keyboard and James Labrie, although I'm pretty sure he's there playing the tambourine, but he doesn't tell anyone <laughs> about that. Um, he's just my personal pet theory. He's just getting everybody some towels and, and cold beverages. Yeah, yeah, emotional support. I mean, you know, he's, he's there. I don't care what he says. It's Tony and, Levin, uh, Tony Levin, John Petrucci, Mike Portnoy, and Jordan Rudess. Well, Jordan is, is the keyboard, so he is the theater, So it's everybody except someone, except and James Labrie. But um, it's the it's always been uh, described as a pet project of Mike Portnoy's, so pretty fucking cool. Um, they jam out. I think they're back. Um, you know, I, I think they exploded back with you know with a vengeance. I mean, they they're, didn't really skip a beat in my opinion. They um, sound great. The songs uh, "Keys to the Imagination," um, "Yaman," "Your Beard Is Good," all goofy shit, but just relentless, relentless fucking jamming. It is a prog. If you like prog metal, like Dream Theater, and you're just kind of like, you know what, I'd like to hear this, but with that vocal, for some reason, um, go with Liquid Tension Experiment. <laughs> it, it sounds uh, like it, you it, just it, nailed a whole bunch of people right there. It sounds like a yeah. really big crowd of people who'd be saying exactly that. Yeah, I think I'd be swarmed by people that fit that description. But um, <laughs> you know, yes, you uh, know, I just was sitting around thinking, Phil, just just for a moment, I was thinking, you know, I really like Dream Theater. But if only there were no vocalist. Right. If only the one of the like a world class singer was not in the band. 
<laughs> it was just the music. All right, Only perfect. One of the greatest singers of all time wasn't here. <laughs> Absolutely shredding. Okay, great. So that's a number five. Needless to say, I listened to this album a little bit. I couldn't finish the whole thing. It came across my desk, and I was like, uh, you know, I'll check it out. It wasn't for me. So I'm cool. I'm happy that you like it, but I just couldn't get into it. It's all good. It's all good. Fair enough. Um, number four, I'm going to throw out what I think is the first live album we've ever talked about on okay. this podcast. I'm going to go with Morpheus Live at Helsinki Ice Hall. It's a little bit of a skewed selection because these are not new songs, but it is a new album in the sense that it's a new live album. Yeah, I'd say this but is a little bit of a cheat here, but I'll take it. I'll accept it because I love Amorphous, A-M-O-R-P-H-I-S, for those listeners out there who are not familiar with Amorphous. They're a fucking great band. Oh, my God. If you don't know about Amorphous, <laughs> we've never had one of their their albums on this podcast, but because it's they're so obviously great, it would it's almost point like it's it's if we need to make a list and i think we will of things that don't really need to even be fucking brought up because they're so axiomatically great there's nothing there's no convincing there's no explanation needed that they would be one of those bands and uh so they did a they did a great set list they had black winter day my can't tell um they had house of sleep on there they had sampo which is my favorite song ever from them they had the B. They fucking nailed that song, the B. That's not an easy song to do. It almost sounds like the the studio album. Yep. Um, Love it's it. It's fucking awesome. I can't believe how good he sings um, live. And his growls live. Absolutely crisp quality. You wouldn't even know if it was a live album. And um, they uh, they do the Skyforger intro into the song Silver Bride. Great fucking, both great songs. So a great album. And they combine them. I think that's such a cool idea. Never heard Morpheus live. So glad I heard him here. And you, you, uh, I understand, once went crowd surfing to one of the absolute staples of Morpheus's catalog, as, which I'm jealous of. As the cranes flew over to the north, Alex Peterson was flying over to the north on the hands of all of the other crowd members, and it was a beautiful experience. During when they, one of their sets where they played the entire Eclipse album front to back, so it was just. A fucking treat and I'm excited to check out this album because I have not heard this live album even though it's a little bit of a cop out for you to pick a live album I'm going to accept it and I'm going to love it because I love Amorphous so I'll take I'll it right I'm fine. that's, that's alright I will I appreciate the leeway because I think it's, it's a great great album great band um, yes so number three I have to go with this um, it, it doesn't I don't know if it counts so much as an album because it wasn't finished, but it's uh, um, Bodom After Midnight, uh, Paint the Sky with Blood. And it's probably the last, I think it definitely is, the last um, musical outing, if you will, of uh, Lexi Leho. Um, might be the last we ever hear of, of him. R.I.P. You know, he tr- tragically died. Yeah, and, um, and it's not just because the fact that he died and I felt like, hey, we should honor him. It truly is pretty legit. The songs are all really catchy. Um, they, I said um, to myself, it kind of had a hate crew death roll vibe. Some of the song, like, or one of the songs uh, called Payback's a Bitch, a little clunky, a little uh, campy. You know, you're like, all right, Payback's a Bitch is a silly, silly idea for a song name. But they, he's, they, about midway through, they start jamming out, and you're like, you know what? 
I'll throw away every misgiving I had about the song. This is fucking great. And um, just so fucking catchy. Um, I really think if you have, if you like Children of Bodom at all, you will definitely, definitely appreciate this. It's only three songs. So I can't give you a top three. But the title track, Pink the Sky with Blood, is great. Um, and then Paybacks of Bitch is awesome. So you should definitely check it out. I don't know how this one escaped my radar, man, because I love Children of Bodom. We did the Alexi Lejo R.I.P. episode in memoriam. I love the guy. You and I both have jammed to Children of Bodom for years, so I don't really know how this one escaped me, but I'm glad you put it on your list because now I definitely got to check it out. Yes. I was a little surprised, too. I was like, I said, no doubt you haven't heard of this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. And you're like, oh, I didn't know it was out there. And I was a little shocked, but very glad that I was able to tell you about it. Yeah, you mean right uh, now since we've never discussed this list before? Yeah, exactly. Um, just now. And and all that conversation we had about it, that was a telepathic. Right, in nature, right. So I, remember, I, I don't want anyone to know about that. I don't remember um, that, but I'm sure you do because you have telepathy and I don't. Right. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't really trying to reveal that, but I guess the cat's out of the bag now. I'm a mutant. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so number two, I'm going to go with Flotsam and Jetsam. Uh, they have an album called Blood in the Water. I don't typically go for thrash metal, but these guys just have such a cool sound. I think this lead singer is awesome. Reminiscent of Dio, which is to say awesome. Like yeah, I said. for sure. But, um, yeah, it just, just has this 80s style. It, it almost sounds a little anachronistic, but... If you just if you just kind of suspend that you know, that little uh, criticism, just kind of get over it. <laughs> it's uh, fucking catchy as fuck. <laughs> what do you What do you mean by that anachronistic? It sounds like it got ripped straight out of 1985. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like the sound is very ancient. like Judas Priest, Dio, old Ozzy. You know what I mean? Like. Um, it's like guys that are still, you know, when you look up like, oh, I can't believe like fucking Motley Crue still doing shit. You know, it's like, oh, my God, they're still around. You know, it's like that. Right. Except it's great. Yeah. Um, except they're doing a really good fucking job. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not to say Motley Crue isn't, but but um, these guys have just a great sound. It's thrashy. It's power metal-y. It's new wave of British heavy metal. The song Too Many Lives is so awesome. It's just railing gets overpopulation. So fucking cool. Um, Burn the Sky is a great fucking song. Seven Seconds Till the End of the World is great. A little, little bit of a callback on, or uh, reminiscent of Two Minutes to Midnight, you know, from Iron Maiden. And it's right in that same thing. If you like Maiden and you've never heard these guys, you really should check them out. So I, I think um, I had to put that album out there. I just gave it a chance for some reason and... I think I gave it a couple of chances because everyone kept jocking and I was like, yes, I'm not really into this genre. Thrash to me just doesn't have a sound that I like. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just, it sounds, it doesn't have enough rhythm to make up for the fact that it has no melody. <laughs> like it just, <laughs> it just, it sounds like fucking noise. Um, but not this album. So check that out. Flotsam and Jetsam, Blood and the Water. And uh, my number one. Okay, album here we is... go. Here we go. Brrr, what do we got? Okay, we got Ride. We got uh, Wild Northwest. Ooh. Uh, black metal band. This album is 
definitely not strictly black metal. It has a lot of rock, gothy rock, even. There's a song called um, Dazed and Reduced that sounds like the band Ghost made it. I mean, it really does. Um, there's um, Into the Mountain. It gets very eerie. There's stuff that reminds me of Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. Really? Um, they have a song called, yeah, yeah. Like the way they sing stuff on uh, Days and Reduced, they, it, to me it sounds like the way they deliver uh, some of the lines in Comfortably Numb. I really think you should check that song out if you have it. Let me put it um, on. Right now I'm playing okay. Spikes of God from the album. That's a legit song, too. Wild Northwest. But let me go to the next one here. Dazed and Reduced. Let's check this out because I... I yeah. like Reed. I, I've seen them on the Metal Cruise, and you know these guys are the living offspring of Windier, which I had you review 1184 when uh, the lead singer yeah. tragically froze to death in the fucking Norwegian wilderness. So Reed is hardcore as it gets. So I'm surprised to hear that they're lightening up in some of the tracks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I was pretty surprised when I read that they were from Wind. Uh, you know, part of the Windier because totally different i mean same general genre totally different approach to black metal yeah it, you wonder if you know the whole time that when they were at windy they're like oh we want to do this other stuff we'll, we'll defer to this guy you know the lead singer's vision you know that kind of shit not that it's a problem but I'm just curious about it plus these other guys uh, have all gotten much older i mean that was probably what 20, well, year, yeah, 20 years ago point. 25 years ago but um and then the song um Sea Wolves or Wolves at Sea that's a great song but Into the Mountain is definitely the best one I think it's I had those when I was a kid like you put them in a big jar of water and they started playing around Sea Wolves yeah I think those are called Sea Men in uh, your mouth oh, oh okay alright okay <laughs> you mean the stuff that you gurgle and record <laughs> what? the stuff your science teacher told you you were supposed to taste only once and not tell anyone about yeah it's just the thing where you, you're in the beer and you talk your wiener in and you gurgle it <laughs> so right. I'm I'm curious though how did <laughs> this how did this one come across your uh, your listening ears because I I don't know that I would have pegged you to have ever even heard of Reed before did you know of them Yeah actually I did know because that's that album Life Hunger is I think the one right before this one and I I don't really I think I saw them on the Anger Metal Guys website at some point I want to say that that could be wrong but I want to say that and um uh, I listened to that a little bit of that and thought it was cool, but kind of just forgot about them. And then I was just looking through shit that was um, in this quarter. And, you know, you have to sift through because it's like, it's hard to look up like metal albums May of 2021. I mean, it's just awfully specific. So I was sifting through a bunch of things trying to make sure they fit the time period we're looking for. And um, I don't know, I just happened to come across these guys. Uh, I thought the album cover looked neat. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll look at it and listen to it. I just thought it was awesome. So I knew a little bit about them, and I was reminded of them when I was trolling around looking for something uh, to contribute. I didn't. I, it's funny because I didn't have these guys as my top band. I, I was really not even that sold on it. And then I kept listening to it and listening. I'm like, yeah, I think this is like legit. This should be on the list. And then I, I just kept listening to it at the gym, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this on the number as number one. I think I like this the most. Nice man. So, um, but and I got a couple honorable mentions. What do you got? A, and there's a band called Sadakra Wolf Fight is the album. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys came out with an album. Get out of here. Throw that out there. Yeah. Now. Let me spell. Let me spell Sudakra for our listeners. Sudakra S U I 
D-A-K-R-A. Honestly, I think they should just be able to figure that out. I mean, that's such a, that's obvious, right? Why are we going to even <laughs> fucking bother? These people can't figure this out. If you don't know what Sudaka, how that's spelled, I don't know what to tell you. Which, we're um, we're certain you're pronouncing it correctly, so fuck them. No, I'm nailing it. <laughs> fuck all those accents shit on the, on the letters. Sudaka. <laughs> it's like also a common mathematical game you play on an airplane with, like, these boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes you feel stupid. Yeah, ex- yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, so Dropkick um, Murphy's put out another one? Yeah, and then um, so did uh, Gojira. Yeah, Gojira, they just break my fucking heart all the time. I know, uh, you used to have a big-time Gojira boner. I loved them back in the day, man. I, I literally have the drummer's stick that he threw into the crowd on the from Mars to Sirius tour when I saw them in Philadelphia, and now they're just not at all the same. But the uh, Dropkick Murphy's new album is called Turn Up That Dial. Pretty... 1990s oh yeah that's um <laughs> that's i think that's a song it's the opening like, track yeah. i'd like this i'm feeling this but you know what you're gonna get you know what you're gonna get you're gonna get like piratey irish hooligan music you're gonna it's, it's gonna be blasted on every irish pub Everyone's going to act like they like it more than they really do because they want to feel like they fit in with the bar scene, you know? But then, uh, I know, we just talking about how they admire and family. Uh, that kind of shit. But, if, if you're drunk in Boston, this is the song you want to hear. Let's just put it that exactly, way. Exactly. It's, it's a very theme. It's a niche. It's very theme-specific. It's like To me, it's like Reagan. You got to be in the mood for it. Yeah. I, I would, there's a, in there's fact, a time and a place. I think I'd rather hear this song drunk in Boston than drunk in Ireland. Isn't that weird? Yeah, well... Well, because then, at least in Boston, you get, like, a fun parody version of it. In Ireland, it's too authentic. It's probably not as fun. Right. In, in, in Ireland, I want to hear, like, an actual bagpipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like fun pirate music versus being, like, being an actual pirate, where you get scurvy, <laughs> and it actually, and, and you get sick, and it sucks. And there's nothing fucking festive and silly about it. And the only love of your life is a parrot <laughs> that flies away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, All anyway, right. Anyway, so that, that's my list. I... I'm pretty confident that people who listen or who take my advice on this will be satisfied. I think it's a good list. Well, I think you suck at everything, but I'm still glad that we're hosting this show together. So let me give you my list that's actually legit. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Honorable mention number one we have is... Lame. (laughs) (laughs) Thurnan Menhir, M-E-N-H-I-R is the album, Thurnan, T-H-U-R-N-I-N, which is also first, also also how you say Vernon if you have a horrible lisp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, beautiful, what is, what, beautiful, what beautiful, peaceful, calm, atmospheric, just so not heavy, but on a great heavy music podcast because it's heavy in the sense that it makes your soul ache. It's like Agaloc heavy. And yeah, okay. While we're twisting definitions of words, I'm going to throw in some Britney Spears and <laughs> now um, that's cool, man. I like folks, stuff like that. I love, I love sound so fucking frou frou and crunchy, but I would absolutely put this on and go walk by like a river. Or Without a, a doubt. This is exactly what I want to hear in autumn in some 
like right near a creek. Just absolutely, just chilling, looking on the plane of the emptiness of existence. Seriously, <laughs> and how it all means nothing. Yeah, uh, think about your family, and I think about good things. That's right. And then we go from that to my honorable mention number two: poverty's no crime, a secret to hide. And I'm gonna try to find a, a good song here for you. This is an odd one for me, man. I just kind of like. Are you familiar with Threshold? Hell yeah. And and Fate's Warning. Yes. It's just straight up prog like that. It's not like anything that you've haven't heard before, but they do it really well, and it's captivating. And like, I keep coming back to it. And as I give this ranking today. I could totally see myself saying, you know, at the year-end list, when I have my top ten, I could see this creeping up into it because it's just like... My office grow like that, man. That's right. And, and listen to this riffage. Like an air guitar city. <laughs> and then you got one coming behind it, just backing it up. I mean, hell yeah. You know, just kind of like... It... it uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it didn't blow me away at any point in time where I go, oh my God, you know? But the whole time I'm just like, this is cool. I'm digging this, you know? Just, I, it stayed with me. So, really respect that. big, big time thumbs up to Poverty's No Crime, A Secret to Hide. Um, let me get you to my actual top five here because I want to make sure I don't get these out of order. Number five is the album by the artist Vola, V-O-L-A, and they have some really, really catchy choruses on this album called Witness. Yeah, I remember you saying that their band Vola Hit or Miss, I guess this is a hit. This is a hit. Vola Hit or Miss on some of the other ones that I really love one of their EPs. You know how I get about EPs, like sometimes I just get addicted to the EP because it's so short and perfect, like their album is called mm -hmm. Monsters from 2011. I love that EP. But this, this Witness album, it's awesome. It's got a ton of variety, a lot of uniqueness. It came out May the 21st, so it was an early release in the quarter, second quarter. Um, but a bunch of great songs. Got some spoken word on one of these tracks called uh, These Black Claws, number four. And just every song is unique and different, but it still has that vibe, their sound. And to me, it reminds me a lot of the band Voyager you gave me at one point in time. Really cool, Absolutely. similar vibe. Yeah, I, I, it's like they got that crunchy, genty sound, that bang, bang, bang. And then there's like an eerie, almost atmosphere quality to the singer's voice. Um, and it doesn't ever really get, even Voyager, it doesn't get crazy high or low. It's very steady. Um, and um, it, but it, it, it just sinks into, you just, you just find yourself singing the shit. Um, so I, can, I, I, I think Lola's an awesome band, so I would love to check this out. I, I've, um, Applause from Distant Crowd is a great album in my opinion, so, you know, I definitely, if, I definitely have a burner for Lola. If you were to put Vola on and just play the first four tracks through, you'd be hooked because the variety is so significant. And, the, and this particular song, this first one, the straight lines, this chorus right here just gets stuck in my head every time I hear it. The way he sings this right here is coming up. It's so pretty the way he does it, and it's just, it's like ballsy. And there's like a, there's a hint of a growl doubled behind it. Like if you just listen really carefully and you've heard it enough times, there's just the hair 
hint of a growl doubled behind it, and it just is like just enough to give it a shadowy feeling. Super fucking cool. Yeah. Wow. Super super fucking cool. You sure, it wasn't like the leasing of Florida or something. It might have been that, but I thought okay. it was okay. actual uh, growling. But number four is Mountain Fever. I got that m fever for the mountain. And, and guess what? I got a fever. And you it's called Subterranean Masquerade. The album is called Mountain Fever by the band Subterranean Masquerade. If you don't know these guys, Phil, and I don't know that you do, if you haven't come across them, super avant-garde and really, really unique stuff. The, my only critique, the reason it's a little lower on my list, and I, pr I was on the edge of flip-flop and Vola and this one, is this one gets a little long. This one goes on a little too long for me, but there are so many highlights in it that kind of stick with me that I really love that I, it, it's on the list. So if you can tolerate some oddity, great album. Yeah, I love the Vanguard music, and it's just, <laughs> I just want to see you call that. Um, but it's uh, intriguing to me because I, I will give anything a chance, man. And I always appreciate uniqueness, especially, Especially like goofy shit. Like I think um, when I think of avant-garde, I think a lot of, and it's not a metal band, but Old Modest Mouse and um, Flaming Lips, things that are just these are people that are, are just not afraid to be themselves, man. Yep. They are just they are coming out there with the fucking with a fucking goofy looking suit, juggling tomatoes. They don't give a fuck. They're like, you see this rule book? Watch me burn it. Yeah, and maybe some of them I'm gonna do is gonna sound really stupid. Uh, but maybe maybe not and then uh, maybe it's dumb but it's in your head <laughs> like exactly uh, so that's stuff it's always a, it's always a bit of a journey so I'm definitely definitely intrigued by that that one's a little long so you gotta give it you gotta get in the right headspace for it but if you're into something long and, and you know meandering check out Mountain Fever by Subterranean Masquerade on the other end my number three a super tight EP that I fucking love called Metamorphosis by The Circle it's got the most variety of vocal style going from deep growl, screams, squeals, to spoken word, and then beautiful singing. The, the music and the, the energy is a little bit early Opeth style, but that, I don't want to cheapen it by saying that. Like, it's, it's not... It's not a knockoff of a pet. It's got an influence of that, not like they're trying to imitate. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. It's like you can tell there's an influence, um, even maybe even a heavy one. But yeah, they have enough of their own sound, and they're doing well enough that you're you're not going to knock them for it. You know? Right. And there's basically show me a death or melodic death or black metal band who hasn't been influenced by Opeth in the last 20 years. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, they don't, it doesn't exist. So, I, I don't know, I just can't get shower enough praise on this, how kind of startled I was, because the, the first track is called Angst on uh, the album, again, is Metamorphosis by The Circle, and it builds angst. It's genuinely angst-inducing, but then there comes a point in the song where you hear these spoken word vocals that really shift things and then totally out of nowhere it comes into this with this beautiful singing on top of the musicianship that's really impressive so for me this was kind of like a between the buried and me prog with the heavy sense like here, here comes the spoken word yeah here 
totally out of nowhere. The music just calms way down, and then you get the spoken word, and then right behind it is the clean singing, and it would just kind of knock me off my feet. Right after this, you're going to hear it. Tell me what you think of this. Epic scream. Right here. Soulful. Yes. It, and it doesn't make an appearance until four and a half minutes into the song. So if you're like a person who's, you know, got itchy trigger finger and you're just going to move on from something before you actually let it play through, you'd miss that beauty. I mean, it just, yeah, right. it, so much contrast in this album and in the short EP, man, I really just, I pray and hope that they don't muddle it up by doing too much new stuff and making it an LP because it could add maybe one track and just call it an LP and it's perfect. I, I love that album. 20, that, was, that was quality, brother. 27 minutes, tight, perfect. All right, number two, which is really tied number one. I can't pick a number two. I got two. Yeah, that's a cop-out. I got two number ones. Hey, I'm going to steal your cop-out trick because you got the live album. I got okay, two, fair, fair, two fair. number ones. They both have a B in it. I'm going to go King Buffalo first, and then I'll go Bloodbound next. King Buffalo, The Burden of Restlessness. You know them. We love them. We interviewed Sean, the lead singer and guitarist. They just put out an album that's really just from top to bottom. Fucking great. There's never a bad time to listen to it. It's got the coolest vibe start to finish. Sean's vocals are perfect for the music. He doesn't try to overdo it. And it's, I don't know, man. It's just no question going to be my top 10 at the end of the year. He has one of the most unique, not just voices but delivery you know like the uh, out there i mean he just does not waver it's almost like he's talking you know but he's he's singing and he never gets too high never really changes at all and yet it doesn't ever get stale ever no it just you know he just perfectly complements the music there's so there's such a chemistry between his vocals and the music that he doesn't have to do much in terms of uh changing how he's delivering it to to fit in perfectly it just it's just it's pretty uh it's um it's really artistic i mean it's art i mean it's absolutely just great they've definitely mastered the art of finding the key to play in that matches with his voice because it just folds in you know like you're making a delicious cookie or something and you're folding in the chocolate chips you're just gently folding just gently right. <laughs> just folding right. it in rub it, on your, rub it on your nipples a little bit that's right exactly yeah let, yep. your, let your dog in the bed it, yeah, exactly <laughs> It's just, that's my favorite part of the best song here, Locust. He just nails it, man. I mean, the, the whole band is tight. Three-piece drummer, bassist, and then Sean singing and, and playing guitar. Big props to these guys. They're, go back and listen to our interview with Sean not that long ago. It was very interesting, and he talks about how they're going to release three albums in 2021, or they're hoping to. So this is the first of a trilogy, which Crazy. is mind-blowing. So big, right. big shout-out to those guys tied for number one equally as excellent is my selection for number one bloodbound creatures of the dark realm i just think that these guys are so polished listen to this i mean that's the type of shit you hear from like a 
blind garden or a Camelot or you know a band that's been around for like 20 years doing this over however many thousands of hours but these guys seem like they're just kind of new on the scene just blasting it man and I'm so fucking proud even though I don't know them I mean it's just like what a great album to put out and there's a lot of variety I mean they have well, how did you come across them? these guys I saw on metalstorm.net and they do seem to have quite a few albums I mean it looks like they go back to maybe 20 2005 uh, maybe like eight or nine albums, so they've been pretty prolific. Maybe it's just me coming late on the scene, but man, uh, this this album, Creatures of the Dark Realm, really got me hooked. They have a song on here called uh, "March into War" that to me sounds like a fucking amazing Sabaton song. Um, they have songs that sound like Blind Guardian, but they have sounds that are totally unique to them too. So I'm a huge fan of this album, and it's just the only reason this one, you know, this is tied with King Buffalo is there's just a different energy level. If you need something triumphant like this, it's these guys. If you need something more cerebral and tuned down and chilled out, it's King Buffalo. But both, in terms of second quarter 2021, big time jams right here. Can't go wrong with these two. That's awesome, man. I think you had me listen to a song of them that I thought was legit. So I'm going to have to check that out. They sound a little power metal. What it, what, how would you define them? Yeah, I think I would have to say just pure power metal. Just and they do it so well. It's like kind of how Unleash the Archers hit me when they, when I heard Apex. It just hit me, I mean, I don't know if it's that quality because I love that album so much, but it hit me in that same way where I was like, God damn, the production's perfect. The levels are perfect. The mixing is perfect. The, it's just, everything's tight. I mean, you know, I just can't say enough good stuff. I, I, I'm really, really happy with this list. Like the five that I have on this list, there's a lot of good shit in there. If you spend any time with any one of those five albums I've given you, you can come away like, damn, this is some good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Um, oh, there's so many, there's so many albums you could fucking put on here. That that's what is kind of the shitty thing because I'm a little not shitty, but it sucks because I, I almost feel like at the end of the year I'm gonna throw a band out there that I never even fucking mentioned. Well, yeah, like for I'm sure, like, for sure. There's gonna be you know? some band that you and I had no idea even released an album in like February, and it's like, god damn. Right, I'm like, never mind. Totally gonna have to switch up my list now because this has to be on it. Yep. I know, man. But, uh, and there's other ones too that don't just just barely don't make the cut. Like I got some honorable mentions. I'm looking back at my list here that I didn't even mention. Like Nink Harsag is a straightforward, brutal death metal project that I really like. Dark the Suns, Suri Ravosi, Sidemini Pimedesi was like a crazy, awesome Finnish doom band. So. You know, you just never know when you go back and listen to some of this stuff again. It may catch you a different way. So, for now, this is my top five of Q2, and I, I don't think you can go exactly. wrong. I do not think you can go wrong. They all sound legit, man. I'm definitely... I've heard of uh, Darkest Suns, by the way, too. Um, there's a band called Body Void that I could have put on this list or honorable mention. I probably should have. Really, really heavy dude. Really heavy dude. Body Void. Um, I'll have to check them out. Yeah. But, um... You know, what I think yes. is, you know what I think is interesting, Phil, about just one last point before we break? Um, yeah. I think it's interesting how, like, the placement of the release and the sound affects your attachment or attraction to it. Like, this second quarter, we're into spring, we're coming into summer now. I have a lot lighter, more upbeat, fast-paced albums, whereas the first quarter, I was just, like, sucked into, you know, some darker, like... Um, 
I couldn't get enough of the album. Uh, shit, I'm drawing a blank, man, for my Q1. Um, fuck, it's driving me crazy. I, I, I just couldn't get enough of like that kind of a dark feeling. Lake of Tears. That Lake oh, of yeah, Tears that, album yeah. called Ominous. And it came out early. It was like a January or a February release. It came out really early in the year. It was still dark. The days were short. You know, it was, it was a little colder. And it was like the perfect music for the situation. Whereas these now I'm getting into more longer days and, and longer nights and partying and, and, and hanging out and being outdoors. And now this stuff is getting me. And I'm wondering, you know, we're such, uh, you know, we're so subtly influenced by things we have no idea. We couldn't even fathom to count all the yeah, ways absolutely. that we're influenced. Well, uh, it's like, um, I think one time I was saying to you about how uh, the band Calma makes me want to, right around my window down you know like the, um you know it's just there's an energy and there's there are times of the year where it's just more appropriate for certain energies i mean is it it, it wasn't if i'm out at the beach i'm probably not gonna put on fucking i don't know like some doom and gloom type shit I'm right put on primordial you know i'm gonna put on if I'm, i'll put on metal and something screamy but I, it'll be camera it'll be um the suetana or something like that or Something upbeat, or something that's goddamn energy. Bodo, children of Bodo, shit. Yep. You know exactly. So a little bit of it is circumstantial, but this I'm solid on. If you're listening to this list in the long days of summer and springtime, you're gonna be all right. Definitely. So Phil, I think we'll wrap it up like we usually do with a Mitch Hedberg quote, one of the best comedians of all time. He said, "I wanted to buy a candle holder, but the store didn't have one, so I got a cake." Nice. <laughs> Such a great, brilliant mind. Phil, let me uh, pick a song here. Give me one song to play us out to from your list. What would be the number one if you had to pick one song for anybody to listen okay. to? Q2 2021, okay. what would it be? I want you to put on um, Payback's a Bitch from Bodom After Midnight. I'm on it. I'm going to put it on right now. It's going to play us out. And right now, do a little fade out to it. Until next time, Phil, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast, and these are the best albums of second quarter of 2021. See you, brother. Hey, buddy.